Hey, it's Tony Carter here, just my dad. So, Apostle's old spirits with me. We missed the first time around. This time, we missed it the first time around because neither of us were alive yet again. Because it's our grandparents weren't born yet. My the, grandparents were born. Uh, my grandparents were born. My grandpa fought in... My dad's dad, he fought in World War II, so... Mm. He would have been a kid. He probably, he probably paid a nickel to see this when it first came out. <laughs> My but, grandpa was too young for World War One and too old for World War Two. Oh, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. That's that's he and he was a white guy in like oh that's like in the, in the first half of the 20th century he had it made. Yeah, I don't know if there was much racism towards Swiss people back then. Yeah, probably not. Well, Swiss ones there they got off easy because they're the ones like getting out of every fight. They were neutral in every possible situation. Well, he so. I mean he was in America by the time he was three. So Swiss. I've never heard of yeah. anyone who's like talked about like a Swiss ancestry. That's yeah, okay. I'm, that's I'm, pretty cool. I'm, no wonder you're so I good at skiing sh- and hot chocolate. Oh yeah, I'm awesome at see- skiing and hot chocolate <laughs> and, and making watches. You're world class and hoarding hoarding Nazi gold. That's me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I always thought it was suspicious the jars of Jewish dental fillings, golden dental fillings you have around mm. your house. That's kind of morbid, but anyway, speaking of terrible, terrible things. Uh, no, this movie's not bad. We're talking about the 1934 version of The Black Cat, which I guess they've made 20 movies called The Black Cat. Uh, yeah. We're watching... Well, this is your pick, so I should let you introduce it. That's yeah, fine. It's it's Bela Lugosi. It's uh, Frankenstein. Yeah, it's Frankenstein and Dracula. It's their first movie together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is 1934, right? Because this makes this yeah. just like... Uh, it's like three years after, the, uh, after Lugosi's Dracula and... I believe it's one year before Bride of Frankenstein, so mm. they're both at the height of their powers. Although, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of relative for Lugosi, because Lugosi really only had that first Dracula movie, and everything else was kind of downhill from there. But uh, I guess it's yeah. even sadder to think this is like the second biggest bump he ever had <laughs> before his career went down the toilet. But um, yeah, this is uh, right when the Universal Horror stuff was still hot, and mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting that this is their uh, Lugosi and Carlos' first film together. But Universal didn't think to, like, just have Dracula and Frankenstein in the same movie. They just, like, the movie starts off, It's there's a title card that says, as suggested by the immortal <laughs> yeah. crowd, which is... Yeah, like he was there, like, hey, hey, you know what you should do? Yeah, hey, you da- should make a movie based on uh, the black cat. Come on, guys. Hey, the black cat, you don't even have to do any of the same I'm, characters to play. It's just a black cat just having a black su- cat movie. I'm suggesting this to you right now. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's like that's like if like Jupiter Sending just came out or like Battle Angel Alita. If the title card was like as suggested by movies like yeah. The Fifth Element or like <laughs> like what? Yeah, like... A... So the reason I picked this is um... <laughs> <laughs> because it's uh, short. Because you're going well, to Disneyland no, that, in, that, in three that days. Was, yeah, that was a big bonus. Yeah. Um, no, the reason I picked it is because I was actually looking at... What was it? I was looking at... Uh, oh, I was thinking about maybe doing The Mummy with Karloff. Oh, yeah. You asked I kind of want to get it out of the way before October so I can, like... I was thinking maybe starting the Hammer films in October. Ooh, that's a good idea. So uh, We could do but, a whole uh, Hammer month because there's still shitloads of Hammer I haven't seen, too. So we could almost yeah. do, like, bam, bam, so, bam, like, yeah. And I was like, The Mummy, and you were like, yeah. The like, The Black Cat's even shorter, and you said you hadn't seen it. So I was like, yeah. I would the argue the Black Cat's better than The Mummy because there's actual shit that happens in this movie. The, the Mummy, what you think would happen in, the, in a Mummy movie is only in the first five minutes of The Mummy movie. The rest of The mum, uh, Mummy is just Karloff. Walking around with, like, slight makeup on, just kind of, like, menacing people, but, like, nothing real. no one really dies or anything like that. It's boring as shit. Mm-hmm. Um, even to the point where, like, I've got the, bl- like, universal Blu-ray sets for all these movies and stuff. And really, even in, like, all the special features and, like, the three commentaries they have on that movie, it's just everyone talking about the amazing makeup that Karloff wears literally in, like, three shots in the first five minutes of the movie where he's, like, done up like as an old crumbling mummy. Mm-hmm. But that's that's only the first five minutes of the movie, and the rest of it is he's just up and walking around, and he's got, like, pancake makeup on that kind of make, make him look slightly wrinklier than usual. But, yeah, so even the people who, like, putting together the Blu-rays are just like, well, I guess the only thing really interesting to talk about this movie is the makeup. And just for, like, five minutes worth of makeup, so... 
Yeah. This is more, the Black Hat actually at least has, like, suggested necrophilia and Satan worship and uh, a yeah, truck accident. I wouldn't say this is a good movie, but I, I was glad I watched it mostly because I was making myself laugh with my dumb jokes I was making <laughs> while I was watching it. I... This movie's worth watching if just for the first five minutes, if you're ever putting on a production of a play or something like that that's making fun of old 1930s bullshit, this is the perfect movie to watch to see exactly what kind of shit you should be emulating. Because not to even this, get into well, the, not not to even get into the movie just already, but like it starts off with like an old timey newlywed couple funny. on a train. Oh, hold on! Yeah. I know what you're gonna say, and because I was that. tweeting about this, because I just started laughing, just because I'm like, yeah. what? I like, I, I I thought what I was watching, like the camera was gonna pull out, and turns out this is like a play within the movie or something. But no, <laughs> this is the movie just being the most corniest 1930s. Like, oh darling, oh well, darling. Well, yeah, the very yeah. first words you hear in the movie because it's this big train station then you go on the train and the very first words of this motherfucker's mouth this newlywed couple yeah. is darling and then he rubs his nose on her too thin penciled in eyebrows cause... oh god yeah because it's the 1930s Sorry, and then he says he, he says aren't you hungry and she says no darling are you and he says no darling of course not I just got done eating your say for hours yeah and I, I, saw, not, I guess they're literally coming back from their own wedding. I guess. And this is... Well... I just... Well, it's... The, the it's, fact that they're on a train. Okay, this is... Mm-hmm. Like, not even what they're saying is also in conjunction with how they're they're acting. Is that they're both cuddling up together, just saying, darling, oh, darling. Yeah. And they're staring off into the middle distance on this train compartment, which is a hell of a thing to do on a train when you've got a wall three feet in front of you, but they're both like staring <laughs> off into the distance, like as if they're watching a majestic sunset. But no, it's just a blank wall in front of them. And well, yeah, for some and, reason they say they're not hungry, but then they're like, "Well, I am I'll hungry." Fuck it, starve. And the dude, and the, he <laughs> says, the most whacked out pronunciation I've ever heard in a movie. He before. says. Who eats anything at a wedding lunch? They make everything out of papa masha. <laughs> papa masha. And I'm like, papa masha. I get that the that word paper mache <laughs> is a borrowed word, presumably from the French, but I don't even think the French go papa masha. Oh my god. Who says paper like that? Seriously. This is the first like two minutes of the movie and I was laughing my ass off expecting the camera to pull out and it turns out like (laughs) it's a Saturday Saturday Night Live sketch. This is actually Mm -hmm. probably the sheer most entertaining moment of the whole movie unfortunately. Not that the the rest of the movie is terrible but this is the most like... And there's like little rascals music farting along in the background. <laughs> That's the thing that kind of helps sells it too. It's just like, um, I guess uh, well, looking up the making of stuff, there's almost nothing about it other than this just being the novelty of just being the first movie with Karloff and Lugosi in it together. Yeah. Aside from the fact that I guess this is one of the first Hollywood movies ever made that has pretty much like wall-to-wall music, background music in it. Mm-hmm. and But unfortunately, it means that like all the stuff that doesn't take place in Carlos Creepy House is all like farty little little rascals music. And when yeah. they get to the castle, it's nothing but like... What's the music that plays when Bugs Bunny wakes up in the morning? It's like that just on a loop. Uh, yeah. yeah, and... I almost wonder, because there's even a scene later where Karloff is playing the organ, and he's playing... And I almost wonder, is like the stereotype of that being evil haunted house music, is that from this movie? I almost kind of wonder, because I'd love to track it down and just see what the how that became a trope, but I wonder if this kind of like helped to be ground zero for that kind of thing. So the music is kind of like from a production angle is kind of the only interesting thing to talk about. And it's only interesting just because it exists, not because it's particularly good. But yeah, yeah, little farty little rascals. I guess they have a little turntable hidden off that we can't see that they're listening to little rascals. But anyway. But anyway, oh before they can eat, uh, some terrible actor comes in and says there's a bit of a goof because uh, I got booked another guy in here. Can, can a vampire come share your, your <laughs> yeah. car with you? And Guys, it's, it's all a ghosty. The ghosty, he needs a place to shit. 
<laughs> he comes in and sits down, and everybody just sits around awkwardly yeah. before catching a bag that almost falls on uh, Joan. Her name is so, Joan's Joan. I guess Peter, the idea is that head. these guys did rent like an, uh, like a, the newlywed cabin on this train, but like yeah, they've been overbooked. So the guy does come and say, "Hey, I know this is like we don't have to force you to take him, yeah. but would you be cool with like we accidentally overbooked and this guy Lugosi he needs a place to hang out?" And they're like, "Okay," and they're they're like, because they're oh, cool. Really? They say, "Okay, yeah." Yeah, they're like, "We like it when someone watches." <laughs> Do they say that? No. Because <laughs> I can totally see a movie like this actually saying that without, like, understanding like, the double entendre it would have in, like, you know, 2019. But Yeah. But, yeah, so there's a thing. And, yeah. A bag almost lands on her, but they where catch are they it coming? Do they ever say where they're coming from? Because they're obviously going to, like, Hungary. Uh, they. She mentions later the, that she needs to contact her parents in Vienna, so maybe Vienna? Yeah, I mean, they're not Viennese. I mean, they're both Americans, but, like... Yeah. Yeah, I guess maybe they're just on their honeymoon. Although, if they just came from their own wedding banquet... Viennese. I have Vien Viennese? <laughs> like the sausages? <laughs> no. Is that what they're called? No, I guess it's Vienna sausages, not Viennese. Is it Viennese? That's the way to say it, right? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not fucking Indian. I've just guys. never heard anybody say that somebody's from Vienna. Is Vienna I've never heard anyone before. say "Papia Mache." That's true. <laughs> it's a day for breaking the English language in all sorts of fun ways. Oh, there's some other shit in here that I but, laughed at. It yeah, Lugosi's think. name is like Pupa Helvig, and we'll find it's, out that um, her last name is like Shisha Mafwa or something like it's that. It's yeah. Vitus. Vitus Vandergas. That's what it is. I should not be making fun because I am fucking hardcore Hungarian. I'm probably mm. like Bela Lugosi's like distant like nephew or something like that. So I shouldn't be like making fun of like everyone's names in this movie being like just a fucking Quijibo jumble of uh, Scrabble letters. But yeah, yeah. So I guess they are going to Hungary. That's where fucking Lugosi's going to. He pets the wife while they're well. She, they're hold on now, Bill. I know you're watching it right now. <laughs> I forgot Bill, that he petted on. the wife. <laughs> hold on. And the husband He's... is okay. Okay. Hold up. on, Bill. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm gonna shut up now. <laughs> He tells him he's going to visit old friend, and then he starts acting dark and moody as soon as he mentions that. Yeah. And then he says, "Could I open the window? I had broccoli for lunch. It's gonna get <laughs> stuffy and stinky in here real quick. It's gonna get wasty. It's nice and steamy. Oh no." Uh -huh. And the time passes, and he says, Bella Lugosi notices that both of them are sleeping, so he pets her hair like a big old good boy. God. And the husband is just kind of looking at him now that he's awake, and yeah. Bella says, Come on, man, 18 years ago, I left a girl like her, and she was my wife. And then, ever hear of prison? Man, I was in that prison. I, if you have returned, I returned. No, she shut Isn't up, that you're rad? not selling yourself to these new <laughs> Don't you feel better about me petting your wife now? And he doesn't say it like in a threatening <laughs> way, where it's like, I don't care, I've been to prison. He's just like... I've been... Man, Lugosi's not very good. This, this is a movie that seals the deal that, like, Lugosi only had one gear and that was just always acting like dracula even when he's supposed to be kind of a yeah. good guy in this movie he's still just he's like very Arr. he's trying too hard to be sinister in this yeah and i must i wonder if the petting thing was almost like an ad lib because like i said from a script writing perspective it makes no sense because i mean i guess mm -hmm. you're trying to make him seem a little bit sinister because maybe i've been in prison a long time i just want to touch her because i guess i mean it is lugosi so you're assuming he's gonna be at least like you want to keep him play like you want to keep the suspense up by still suggesting he could be a bad guy but in retrospect watching this movie after seeing it having seen it the first time I'm like why is he like there's no reason to project him make him seem that kind of evil from the skit and he, yeah the way he's acting is all like oh he's just acting like he's dracula again yeah, yeah. and it's kind of yeah at least karloff has a couple different modes whereas yeah lugosi really could only just act like lugosi and that's it yeah, yeah. they get where they're going they all pile in a big van together, and yeah. Captain big, Mustache. A big, like, old-world, like, Dracula van, though. Not like a... Yeah. It's motorized, but it's all wooden. It's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like... It's like it's something got, you'd ride at the zoo. Yeah, it's got, like, wooden park benches rather than actual seats on it, so it's already kind of yeah. rickety. Yeah, and it's, they, Yeah, they, it's, it's a circus yeah. van. <laughs> yeah, Captain Mustache drives them and tells them how tens of thousands of men died here in this war, and oh, shit, Jesus. it was gruesome as fuck. Can't believe how choked the bodies parts were with every stream and yeah. oh my social skills are very good let me, <laughs> let me tell you more about this sad death-filled war that happened right here oh no i'm driving off the road oh fuck i'm dead <laughs> that's exactly what happens that's it he's not looking at the road and he just drives off the road it's just it's it's 
the setup of this movie and everything is so kind of heightened and ridiculous. You almost expect the camera to pan over to find Gene Wilder and Marty Feldman, like just right off camera, ready to collect the bodies, and like suddenly the movie's gonna turn into <laughs> Young Frankenstein at any moment. But yeah, just yeah. he just fucking cr- like it's not like he like, nothing super natural happens or anything like that. He's just shitty at his job, and mm-hmm. it's raining, but it's not even suggested like it's an all time like dangerous downpour or anything like that. Oh, and yep. there's there's also like they're also riding with a creepy. Oh, is that Lugosi's body, manservant with him? Yeah, the guy right. who. Oh God! With the Vulcan eyebrows and the bald, weird balding pattern. Yeah, he kind of like he's like we find out later when he takes his hat off. He kind of has a hair hairdo that kind of looks like Robin Williams, the King of the Moon and Baron Munchausen. Mm, but that's neither yeah. here nor there. Anyway, they crash super hardcore because the fucking driver's yeah. an idiot. Oh, he's fucking <laughs> yep, dead. Like, they, his, his yeah, neck they is all, like... They all, they all got out of the car and, like, somebody's like, eh, the driver's dead. And then they, they walk towards the painting of uh, <laughs> Perlzig's yeah. house. Welcome to 1934. Who, yeah. Who uh, uh, Lugosi's <sighs> going to see. It has tons of graves in the foreground. And yeah. they ring the doorbell and... Uh, the Lugosi says uh, Pearlzig is expecting Vondergas, which he's not, but okay. No, yeah. In. And there's also another dude that we mentioned in a silly hat with Vulcan eyebrows that we're just not going to address. He's carrying Joan with a coat over her body. and They casually carry her in and slowly walk up the stairs and well, say, Hey, also- you know, there was an accident. I guess <laughs> that guy was killed. Um, I guess I need to operate on this. No hurry, though. We'll just well, take our time. They're greeted the door by like Karloff's uh, like butler who kind of looks like Bela Lugosi's twin brother got in a transporter accident with he, he with, looks with, like uh, a... with, with like yeah. a yam or like got the transporter <laughs> accident who's the who's the guy from the Death Wish movies Charles oh, Bronson I was, I was thinking he looked more like a, a kind of melty um, uh, what's his name uh, the guy from uh, Three Stooges Running Man Running Man um, oh yeah Actually, yeah, the guy, yeah, uh, Richard Dawson meets uh, Mo yeah. from the Three Stooges. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, th- th- this guy's not attractive. Oh, God, what the hell's wrong with everyone in this movie? I kind of <laughs> do like Carlos House, though. It's very, like, 1930s Art Deco-ish, which I mm-hmm. really appreciate. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, they casually carry her in, take her to a, a bedroom, and uh, uh Pearl Zig gets told by a speaker that Wondergas has arrived, so shadowy silhouette form gets up from He's a bed. He's in window. bed with a lady. Is, mm-hmm. is that lady his... Do we ever find out if that... Like, I can't remember if that lady is actually... Yes, that's, that's Karen. That is Karen? Oh, okay. I, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Because like, it's suggested he's already gone through so many wives, it could be almost anyone. But they do... He like he's he gets up in bed. It's actually one of the nicer art-directed shots in the whole movie where he like gets up, he's all silhouetted and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Thundergast washes his hand, fixes Joan right up, telling her husband, after a good night's sleep, she will be just right as rain. Also, this heroin I'm about to shoot her full of, that'll be super oh, helpful, yeah, too. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know it helps me. Oh, Is fuck yeah, let's all get surgery? a little bit of this. Is that why he's mm. washing his hands, too? <laughs> like, I don't I know. Get what... Yeah. Yeah, because I think back then you just shoved wounds full of feces and called it good. Grass and wood chippings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh... Pearlzig enters the room sinisterly, I guess. They, man, they are super hardcore ripping off uh, the uh, Lugo, uh, yeah, for, oh, no, no, uh, Karloff's interest in Frankenstein because uh, Karloff walks in silently. He doesn't say anything, uh, but the camera kind of s- jumps around uh, to, as it kind of moves in to show like uh, Karloff's face, which is kind of what they did when he shows up in Frankenstein. Especially mm. Karloff, he's he's a well-spoken dude in this movie, but his entrance is all mute, and he's just kind of like sullen and looking around. And they were definitely like, oh, they obviously went say, okay, we're going to try to just do the Frankenstein entrance all over again. Because you think if he, he he's this super uh, talkative dude, you think he would come in and just say, hey guys, what's up? And said he's all like, Brrr. And just yeah. like he's got when this when he walked in, I was like, "Oh shit! This is, this is the movie where Karloff's got the fucking Eddie Munster haircut because he's got this <laughs> yeah. super widow's peak of like painted down halfway down his forehead, and mm-hmm. it's just this, this movie is very silly." Yeah, yeah, and they let him know there was an accident on the roads, and they brought the people there, and they gotta let her rest. They're all lucky to be alive. So then. Thundergast uh, takes, or 
Vundergast talks to Pearl Zig, who I'm going to call Ziggy. Yeah. I just call him Lugosi and Karloff, yeah. Yeah. In his office and about how Ziggy got all those men killed back in the war or something and turned him over to oh, the Oh, this Russians. is when you get the heart of the matter, right? When he says, yeah. like, hey, you, you, we were both involved in the war. You sold out our unit or whatever? Yeah. Like, they knew each other. Like, oh, yeah, and they actually knew each other for a long time even before the war because uh, I guess Karloff always lusted after Lugosi's wife mm-hmm. for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, and I... He built his house on top of the where they were stationed in the war. Yeah, how fitting or something. The, well, this is the, I guess this is the battlefield where Karloff sold out Lugosi and his entire regiment and caught all those soldiers soldiers killed. And this is also the same place where ba- uh, Lugosi was essentially captured and put into a prison for like for most of the rest of the war. And I guess he's just yeah he's just recently gotten out and his whole thing is just to get revenge. Um, mm-hmm. and is he, oh, this, is this the same scene where Karloff tells him that his wife is dead? That his de- no. wife, wife and daughter are both dead? Oh, okay, that's later. Yeah, he said, he asks where his <laughs> wife is, and old Ziggy's, uh, told his wife that he had been killed, and they took her to America, and there's a bunch of other places. And oh, okay, Now yeah. he wants to know where he is, and, but then, uh, Karloff stands up and says, Vita Shuar mad, and they can't, but they can't keep being all sinister at each other, because Peter's there looking smarmy as fuck. And I do like they both have to suddenly act cool, <laughs> not just yeah. as they were about to start tearing into like, each other's throats. Hey, yeah. you know, I, I could be in there with my injured wife, but I want to hang out with you bros. I just want to say, hey, what's up? You guys talking about Hungarian World War One stuff? That's cool. I want to hear you guys talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everybody's being so polite and friendly to each other with Vondergast saying Polzig is one of America- Austria's greatest architects and and Ziggy saying Vitus is one of Hungary's greatest psychiatrists. And then this asshole, American, <laughs> says he's one of America's greatest writers of like, unimportant on, books. Dude. Yeah, which ties He writes into the... mysteries, because of course he does. Which ties into one of the dopiest movie endings of all time, but we'll mm-hmm. get to that, obviously. But anyway, fucking Lugosi's supposed to be this, like, world-class fucking psychiatrist, but he can't be very good. Because yeah. the moment uh, Karloff's black cat shows up, he just flips the fuck out. Yeah, what's that? A black cat? Oh, Vita hates black cats. So, of course, he does what anybody would do. It picks up a nearby knife and throws it right throws to that it cat. right at the cat! And, like, Karloff is just like, oh, okay, that's, that's kind and of And murders it, and everybody just kind of looks. And it's like, huh, I guess, well, another... I, I see that every day, is basically yeah. how everybody reacts to this. Another cat down. Oh, God. And the cat is never a plot device again or anything for a movie called The Black Cat. That's... He, he like, Lugosi gets freaked out one more time at it, but, like, uh, I guess the Edgar Allan Poe story that this is based off of, like, not that it really has anything to do with the finished film, but, like, in the Edgar Allan Poe story, the, the, cat, the black cat is, like... A uh, metaphor for evil and the mm-hmm. darkness of uh, the inner soul, as this alcoholic is trying to kill his own pet cat and all this stuff. If the cat pet cat won't stay dead, and in this, it's just like, huh. oh, Lugosi's scared of a cat for two seconds, throws <laughs> throws an ice pick at it, and then like that's it. That's the, that's all. For some reason, that justifies the title of the movie. I don't know if it, like in the 1930s, if there, because I know like people like in the, the first half of the 20th century, a lot of people made a lot of movies based off Edgar Allan Poe stories. So I guess I don't know if there was a thing where they just assumed that like, I guess Edgar Allan Poe carried enough weight that people would just blindly see a movie ba- named after an Edgar Allan Poe story. Suggested by. I yes, like yeah, resulting in this where you're just like using the title and nothing else, but. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, this movie, everything else aside of this movie, this movie is definitely worth checking out. If just to have your illusions shattered like I did, where you have Lugosi and Carlos standing next to each other for the first time in a movie, and you realize Lugosi's fucking taller than Boris Karloff. Mm. For, for Karloff being known for playing like this eight foot tall Frankenstein's monster, he's like, I don't know how tall Lugosi is. I don't know if Lugosi is particularly tall or what, but like, I was horrified to see that Dracula is actually taller than Frankenstein. That seems completely wrong in my mind, but yeah. Bella anyway. Lugosi was six foot one. Wow, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karloff Boris. was four foot two. <laughs> yep, always standing on uh, crates. Let's see. Let's see. For Boris Karloff was five foot eleven. Okay, so not still decent, but like, yeah. Ah, oh, that's <laughs> weird. That is weird. So. 
So after he murders the cat, Joan sleeps, walks in, all super high on heroin, and is like, that pussy scare you, old man? I bet it did. What about this one? And she opens her rubs, and he says, ah, no, I hate black cats. And, and then, then Ziggy says, you gotta excuse <laughs> Vetus. He's scared of cats real bad. Like, he does rub it in. He's all like, it. he's kind of, speaking of pussies, we got yeah. one right over here. Yeah. I don't know why he's not always scared of himself, how scared of pussies he is. God, yeah. <laughs> so then uh, Peter says, oh, you gotta go rest, baby. And so he picks her up and carries her to back to her room. Romance, I guess? Yeah, and then fucking, oh, and, oh, oh, I guess this is also the first time you see that Karloff has a boner for, well, I guess it's the first time he's seeing her, what's-her-face, wifey lady. No, he goes into her room at well, some point. Well, does she? Because, like, like uh, right when Peter and, and wifey kiss for the first time in front of everybody, Karloff, like, grips the statue by the arm and is all like, Bleh! Yeah. <laughs> and that's well, the, the first... swells. Yeah, the first suggestion that he's got a boner for what's-her-face, so... I cannot yeah. even get... Uh, so I guess it is Peter, and I can't even begin to remember. Joan. Her. Joan, okay. Just think of your favorite actress. Joan Crawford? No, Joe Cusack, what am I talking yeah. about? Yeah. yeah, what are you talking about? Joe Cusack would have killed it in this role. Fuck this guy. <laughs> Fuck this lady. Yeah, anyway. So, um... <laughs> she would have been... Oh, right. Oh, Boris Karloff. Are you interested in me? <laughs> it would just been Adam's Family Values all over again, where she's all, like, trying to seduce Karloff, and Karloff is like, Oh! <laughs> just like, yeah. Yeah, oh. so, Venus... Peter takes her away. And then, um... We're already third away through, away through the movie, and they've just gotten yeah. to the house. And the two... And he puts her in her bed and leaves her, and the other two dudes are in the hall waiting for him, and Vita says, that drug he gave her is hot shit. That's probably why she acted so weird asking him about that cat scared him. Yeah. But hot damn, it's a good drug. And then Peter says, that shit was strange when you killed the cat. And then nothing... Then nobody mentions it again. They say he and, actually killed the cat? Yeah. Oh, I he says, think he just scared he says, the cat away. Jones shot. Jones shot acts strangely when you killed that cat. Uh, wow. Okay. You think Karloff would be a little more put out than this fucking guy? Yeah, you. You think? <laughs> I mean, especially I can see him being like, "Hey, I could like I would love to see Karloff being all like, hey, I know you're all bunched up about me getting your wife and daughter killed and me having getting you sent to prison, but you killed my cat, so we even." We cool. Can we just hang out together for like twenty four hours till the cops come? And we could like not try to kill each other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Vita says that some books say black cats are pure evil, and when they die, their evil goes into other things or something. I don't oh, know. Oh, then he does blah. say that because that's the, like for some reason there's like fifteen minutes of like Ghosty trying to explain why Watcher Face is acting weird. Yeah. Like that, it's just they're just killing time, really. It, which is yeah, funny. Cause a we're lot talking of that. about like a, like a movie that's like forty five minutes long. You know, you shouldn't have yeah. to be killing time. Yeah. They all get shown to their rooms, and then uh, Pearlzig leaves, and they, the Lugosi and Peter swap rooms because they're all attached to each other, and Peter wants to be in a room that's next yeah, to his wife. Yeah, and I think, like, looking up the IMDb trivia about this movie, I guess they, like, accidentally swap rooms, like, like not, like, even after this, like, the staging doesn't work out when, like, Karloff mm. tries to sneak into the rooms later and stuff, too, and just, yeah. There's some, like, basic, so, like, continuity gaps in this movie. Shocking. Yeah. And Vundergast asks him if it's cool if he leaves the door between the rooms open because he wants to watch him sleep. And then Peter's like, oh, yeah, that'd be cool. But it'd be a lot cooler if you just kind of come down over here. It's just like, uh, there's plenty of room in this bed for both of us. Come on. It turns come into plane change and automobiles. Joan doesn't need to know. Come on. Come <laughs> over here. I like you. I like you very much. I know. Much. You, you got them good drugs. I know you know how to party. <laughs> come on. You know what I'm just thinking about? We have seen mm. another shitty... There has been another shitty 1930s black and white movie with Karloff about people in a rainstorm having a shack up at Karloff's house. And this mm -hmm. is already better than that. We saw the old dark house. That's like mm -hmm. I think that's the first thing we talked about after doing our first Universal movie. I think we did Frankenstein and we did the old dark house. This is at least already more interesting than the old dark house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, so at least that's one good thing to say about this movie. No, we're not saying we hate this or anything like that, but... Yeah. No. It was, it was fine to watch. A lot of these old-timey movies, you're like, ugh, but at least this was fine to watch. Yeah. So they all go to bed at 4.37 in the morning, I guess, and then and then uh, Pearl Zig walks around his dead ladies in glass this box goes off showcase. This wild, too. This is like the whole middle part of the movie. Cat. Yeah, and I, 
did see people making fun of because like a couple of the ladies they show an extreme close-up and you see that they're breathing which what the fuck are you gonna do man like not gonna yeah. get some live well, I mean, actual <laughs> corpses like yeah it was the 1930s i could see them just being like hey you want to be an actress in a new movie well, all I... you have to do is die and you'd <laughs> exactly. be like okay it's my also, big break it's never suggested, like, I mean, I guess it's easy to assume that these are corpses. It's, they could just be, like, in some kind of, like, this is kind of like it's a weird horror science animation. fiction movie. Yeah, they could be in some, like, or hypnotized or something like that. Uh, yeah. One of the few other production things I did read about how was, uh, in order to get these women, like, floating in these glass cases, which is actually a pretty good effect, because you see that they're not, like, standing on their feet or anything like that. Mm -hmm. They had to wear panties special like canvas panties tied to strings within the glass case so they would just flow uh float without any support within the cages and i'm like oh man that sounds really just like oh it's just i know that's kind of like how uh um when you're flying people in a stage production or, uh, you know, in a movie that's, yeah. you know, like, there's Peter a harness Pan. that... Yeah, but it's not, like, just panties. There's usually, like, a waist uh, stuff and, like, stuff in the shoulders and everything that you're not... Yeah. You're not being supported entirely just between your legs. So that sounds... That yeah. does sound really uncomfortable. But, yeah, these poor ladies. You know, both, yeah. both in real life and within the fiction of the film. And now... Before the next show starts, let's enjoy an intermission. You'll find our snack bar chock full of good things to eat and drink. Tasty, tempting hot dogs, thirst-quenching soft drinks, fresh, crunchy popcorn, a complete assortment of delicious candy, and a full line of cigarettes. You've plenty of time, so visit the snack bar now. A tasty treat will double your enjoyment of the show. Toons has learned his lesson. Besides, we have to be a... Don't just look at it! Just sit back for a moment, relax, and notice the delightfully clean, cool, and refreshing atmosphere of this scientifically air-conditioned theater. Great, isn't it? Remember, you can enjoy great motion picture entertainment all summer long in cool comfort at this theater. Yep, he got dead bodies everywhere. And then Just a ton it, of them, yeah. At 452... Uh, Pearl Zig comes back into Peter's room thinking it's Vetus's room and is like, you and I have something to settle, we two. Yeah, I guess and, the scene where... And like, then Vetus guess... comes in and is like, hey, I'm actually in this room. Which... And I have no idea why they needed this to happen. Because I... he just goes in that room. I have no idea. Like, it's... it's and not... then you... Peter just goes back to sleep. <laughs> he doesn't think about anything yeah. like that. It's the No, well, he, he does say... Next time I'm going to Niagara Falls. <laughs> I should have gone to Holiday Inn. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I don't know why it's okay. Like I was expecting like him to attack him or something, but no, he's just like, hey, you, you wanted to talk to me? And he's like, hey, I'm actually in here. Oh, okay. I, I get the idea. It's 1934. Movies have only existed for like a year and a half. <laughs> but like, come the fuck on. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. No. So then that, that Vulcan-looking dude is back. <laughs> Vulcan? Um, Are you, you're talking about uh, Lugosi's manservant, right? Yeah, because he's got the, the uh, Vulcan eyebrows. He's got the Vulcan eyebrows, but he's also like a fat little teddy bear of a man. He's <laughs> yeah. the weirdest and, dude. So, oh, well, right before that, um, he he wants to see his wife, and then... Uh, oh, Lugosi, yeah. Per, yeah, Pearl's like, all right, come on, let's go. 
And then they go, and he's like, hey, the, the manservant's there, all of a sudden, he's back, and he's like, no, I want you to come alone. And he's like, okay, you'll stay here. Yeah. And then they go together. And I guess reminding us that guy exists in the movie. I guess, again, yeah, the the, the way they're dropping, the, the way they try to thread characters into the movie, just remember that they're there, it's just, like, completely arbitrary. But yeah, Carlos all like, oh, hey, your wife's in the basement, which is always kind of a weird way to start off, like, hey, mm-hmm. your wife well, is in the basement. But he's like, oh, yeah, he, the basement is, the, this is, what the, like, I built my house on the fortress where we had our last battle. And yeah, so in he the, leads, the basement leads got him, all these like cannon charts and stuff. Yeah, and uh, uh, here's where the guns used to be in this room, but there's no more guns. But there's still the charts, these giant glass charts, I guess. I don't know and why they make such a production out of that because yeah, I, like if only just because like Karloff in a moment or Lugosi in a moment, he freaks out and like smash like accidentally smashes his elbow through one of these charts. And I don't know why they went through all the rigmarole to explain these charts or have this giant prop chart there yeah. because. It's just like could have like, just had a window. It could have just had a window, or like I don't know why Karloff had to a put mirror, his hand through know. something. Like, because it's not like, I, but it, like it's not like a plot. Maybe we're just so used to movies having gotten so much more efficient with their storytelling in like the yeah. eighty years since this movie came out that like, like weird like little like tangents like they probably this just, just found seem extra this, strange. But like they yeah. probably just found this giant glass chart in like a room and we're like, hey, let's use that in our movie. Let's smash it in our movie. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, yeah, it's weird, too. It's glass. So was it, was it backlit yeah. back in the day or what? But, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, but, yeah, so they... But they, here's, yeah. here's Vitus, Vitus's wife hanging from her hair. She... And oh, like, God, she, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. Yeah. She and, died two years after the war from pneumonia. Oh, plus your daughter died, too. Yeah, and, P.S. Yeah. Yeah, P.S. And oh, then PS and asked, then... Why is she like this? And and, and, <laughs> and Pearl Six like, Cause she's hot as balls, yo. Like I'm surprised Lugosi's kind of like, not like totally taken aback by that. He's kind of well, like, he does. He does have one. He does have one tear rolling down his cheek. But he's just like, oh yeah, that's actually at least you respected my wife enough to want to keep her around as a Christmas decoration for the rest of your life. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and then uh, he is like, you lie. You killed her just like I'm about to kill you. And he pulls out a gun. But oh no, the black cat is back. And he's, Vetus is like, oh shit, a cat. He drops the gun and smashes through the glass chart. Yeah. And, and, and is it, it never explained? Like, is that a second cat or is that the other cat come back to life? Yeah, Did it not actually? Right. Die? Like, what the? And that is and then, it. That is it for this movie's entire amount of, like, black cat related content. Then Pearl Zig's like, hey, are we men or are we children? Come on, I'm gonna give you a monologue about how we both died on the battlefield, and maybe yeah. after this, uh, that newlywed couple leaves, we can play a game of death. It'll be super cool. Yeah, just all this moral equivocating and stuff like that, which you're, in a movie like this, you're always gonna get, yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, you and, I, you and I are not so disalike, you and I. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Vitas goes back to his room, and, uh... It's been a long night. Yeah, Pearl Zig goes to his... Where there's a blonde lady with her hair spread out all across her pillow like nobody ever does. Yeah. And then he's like, you have to stay in the room all day tomorrow, because no one's going to take you from me. Not even Vetus. Not then he starts even eating her your hair. Your father. Oh, yeah. Dun, does he say dun, it like that? Your dun. father. Yeah. I think so. Is she not actually... And then she doesn't react the at all. She mu- well, she must be, because she was like, hey, what's going on? And he's like, you want you to stay here all day tomorrow. Because it's like, if you're trying to convince her to actually stay in, her, in, her, in the room, like, mentioning, oh yeah, P.S., the reason why I don't want you to come out is because I don't want your dad to find you. It's not the yeah, best you know way how to you're sell. D- yeah, I don't want your dad to find you, even though I told you he died I in mean, prison. I know I'm being brutally honest, but <laughs> if you could reward me for my brutal honesty by just not, like, try to reunite with your father that I told you that was dead, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, in, in Vitas's room, the weird-looking dude's in there, and he pulls a knife out of his sleeve, but Vitas is like, no, 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 not right now. That guy's hair a, He's it, got this little pillow of hair on top of his head, yeah. <laughs> on top of his Vulcan eyebrows and his John Waters mustache. <laughs> this guy looks like a goddamn Looney Tunes character. Uh, character. It, it, it's, it's, it really does. Yeah. And Vetus tells him there's a lot of dynamite around here, and you might stab the wrong thing and blow us all up. And this... let's not fuck with that. For right now, and this is a weird line. He says, "Yeah, remember, right now you're his servant, not mine." What? Whose servant? Is he, I... say, is he saying that he should pretend he's Peter's servant, I... or is he is he, is he Zeke 
Siegfried's Folly servant? Who is this? Who is he telling him to be the servant? It, it, completely mystifying. And I love the ass-shatteringly clumsy exposition of, P.S., by the way, this entire t- building is built on giant dynamite and one wrong move can set it off. Like, he, he was going to stab the dude with a knife. How was that going to set off the dynamite <laughs> in the house? Yeah, like, you never know, man. Weirder things have happened in these movies. Oh, my God. And then he, on top of just, like, yeah, the whole, was it back in the 1930s, if you had a manservant and you went to someone else's house? Like, the, the I guess manservant he's your servant became, now. <laughs> yeah, like, essentially, like, the, the whoever owns the house borrows the man. Um, yeah. Yep. And then Pearl Zig's looking at a book, and it says the rites of Lucifer. In the night and the dark of the moon, the high priest assembles his disciples for the sacrifice. The chosen maiden is garbed in white. And, and then he closes that book and goes to sleep. Okay. I do love that. It's just like his bedtime reading. It's not like it's not like he's yeah. doing a ceremony or like getting it. It's just what he reads. Like, I would love to think that. Well, he, he does tap it and goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted a cut of this where he's just reading it on the toilet right before bed. Like, that would have been the perfect <laughs> thing. And, I mean, mm. welcome to the world of IMDb trivia. It's like one of the bits of trivia was like a little known detail is that uh, Karloff is reading the rights of uh, Dracula, or <laughs> the rights of Dracula, the rights of Lucifer in bed before uh, the end of the film. Like, no shit. Like, it's not like a hidden detail. <laughs> the giant image like, on this screen. There's literally yeah. like four seconds of just as it says, the rights of Dracula. Uh, I want to see Dracula. The rights of Lucifer. I don't know. Anyway, so. Yeah, IMDb so trivia, you just always continue to suck ass. It's true. <laughs> the next morning, Joan wakes up in her skin tight nighty, which yeah. I don't know who put that on her, but. Oh, thank you so much. Well, I guess Carlos not hurting for any kind of like lady clothing from all the wives he's yeah. had. But yeah. And uh, she answers the door, and it's it's Vitus, Vitus, whatever, who wants to check on her wound dressing, and she's like, "What dressing?" She doesn't remember anything from Ranch the crash dressing. last night. Uh huh. And she's like, "Where's Peter?" And he's oh yeah, like, she doesn't remember anything that's happened yeah. up until now. Yeah, and she's back and to her normal like, personality. Oh, that fool's probably at breakfast. I mean, coffee first, wife second, am I right? And he nudges her in the ribs, and she's like, I guess. Wow. And then Pearlzig comes in to the evil music to check on his guest. And yeah, and like, he's hey. got, like, this, like, crazy, like, reflective, like, uh, smoking jacket on, too, and everything. Yeah. It's, it's pretty great. And she asks him, hey, where's Peter? And he says, I think he's breakfasting. I'm, I'm scared. Excuse me, he's breakfasting? Yeah. Who says breakfasting? <laughs> it's Hungaria in 1934. They got all kinds of crazy shit. They fucking wipe their asses with garlic and shit. Like, like you're lucky that, like, oh, God, and the fucking Carlos actual manservant with the fucking shell hair shows up yeah. to say, hey, breakfast, <laughs> breakfasting is still on, I guess. Yeah, yeah. and then, uh... Vetus and Pearls they go and play chess for the girl because I guess they're gonna do that the now. The movie needs some visual metaphor for the, the game that they're the, playing. The, the dark of the moon and shit, and I does sacrifices and whatever. Yeah, and they're just being, especially Karloff is just being very arch at Car- at Lugosi, and Lugosi's just being angry and. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just, and they're then, just killing time to the end of the movie yes, at this yeah. point, really. And then the newlywed couple's back together, and he loves picking her up, because he sweeps her off her feet again, and asks her, does your wound hurt? And she's like, not a bit. So he kisses her gross band-aid? Yeah. <laughs> gross, man. Come on. Uh, gross. It's a bit. My no. man? My man? No. How about no. no? How about you don't kiss the wound? <laughs> gross. Ugh. Uh, it's a different time right? back then. They swoon over each other for a while, and they decide to leave the house, and then the police show up to find out what happened after the crash, and there's comedy about how the two of the cops argue about how their hometown is the best one, and they should go there for their honeymoon. Again, just killing Funny? time until the end of- This is a 45-minute-long movie, and they're killing time to the end of the movie. Yeah. Well, it is nice, it- though, because they're Hungarian uh, police officers. Uh, and they, and like, so Lugosi has to translate for them a little bit with, uh, Karloff and everyone else. Although you think Karloff living in Hungary, Hungary would be able to be able to kind of understand this a little bit. But yeah. especially he's supposed to be Hungarian himself! Uh, which, uh, he doesn't have, yeah, I didn't even think about how he doesn't have an accent or anything like that. But yeah, it is kind of nice, you get to hear Lugosi speak in his native Hungarian, which is actually kind of nice. 
Yeah. But, like, these cops are a bunch of fucking dipwads. They're, like, the super... Yeah. Like, they're young Frankenstein characters. They show up, they've got, like, big feather dusters in their hats and mm-hmm. are total just backwater dipshits. Yeah. And then Peter's like, hey, uh, could you give us a ride to town? And they're like, oh, that'd be awesome, but, uh... Um, they're such backwater dipshits. They only we get ride bicycles? Bikes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I don't think your wife would like that, that too much. Policing. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay, and then the cops leave with one last, oh, you should go to my town. It's funny. I guess I the zoo truck that crashed was the only motor vehicle in the entire community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, Peter asks, hey, uh, Pearl's like, you can give me a ride into town? And he's like, oh, you'll have to wait the train at 11 p.m. And Peter's like, but what if you take me to the local town? I'm sure I could hire a car from there. And he's like, ah, yeah, sure. But oh, oh no, the car's busted. Yeah, the guy is like the 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 the, the manservant, the fucking shell-haired manservant, goes off to like go get the car. But he comes back and he's like, oh, like all eyebrow raised. The car's quote unquote broken. Mm-hmm. And then and then yeah, Peter's all like, well, where's your phone? I, I, we we can call to to Vienna to say, hey, we're like we can call for a train. I don't know what the fuck. He, like we need to call the hotel and they can send the car. Peter realizes and... that something is obviously up because because yeah. Car- uh, Karloff is dead. bluffing him at every moment here, trying to get yeah. either. Uh, leave the house or get uh, communicate outside of the house so you know something. And then, up, the, yeah. then the phone's dead, and Carlisle's like, Did you hear that? <laughs> Even the phone is dead. Everything's Which, dead. If you're just trying to play cool, that you're not gonna try to kill everyone, maybe <laughs> don't be all like, Did you hear that? He said the word dead. Like, you're mm. all gonna be dead. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, oh, don't forget, Vita said not to move. It's not, he's yeah. too not good enough to move. Vita looks at him like, <laughs> you silly bastard, I didn't say that at all, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell him that I didn't say that because, okay. I guess because I, I, I'm trying to be polite, I guess. I don't want to lie about what, I don't know, yeah. I don't want to tell you, him it's that you're lying. All I don't know. Stupid 1930s horror movie mind games. Like, it's all utterances, yeah. And then um, Peter goes and tells Jones, Oh, we gotta get out of here right now. Don't worry about the luggage. We'll send for it later. I'm sure they will give it because they're very polite. And then he goes and looks like, through his suitcase and, Oh, no, Carla- some, yeah. someone took his automatic. Have we already established that Peter was running around with a gun? No. I know Carla, or Lugosi had a gun. That's what he pulled yeah. on the black hat when it showed, the undead black hat when he showed up in the basement, but, mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, but don't they try to go to leave and then fucking watch Renee, uh, she passes out when... Well, first, first, um, Pearlsley gets a checkmate on Vetus, so I guess he gets to kill this couple now. Oh, that's, yeah, because the and chess then, game has now become they come, a metaphor yeah. for it, yeah. They come down and they're leaving, and he, they go to the door, but the Vulcan guy with the stupid hair is there. <laughs> cloud hair. And Peter says, open the door! That guy just grabs Peter, kind of hit, chokes him, knocks him out, and then Joan, of course, goes, ah! And faints. Yeah. And she gets carried up the stairs and put on the bed by the Vulcan guy who almost eats it as he plops her down. His, like, back right legs now. go fly and everywhere. His face almost hits the camera and, like, his legs <laughs> kick up and it is like... <laughs> Did they only have enough film for one take? Cause they really I did. guess. I-, I can see maybe if they were trying to do it intentionally to show what kind of a, like a lumbering brood he is, but no. If, really if you turn like- if you turn it up loud enough, you can hear him go. Oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> oh fuck! 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 Okay, I'm getting up. Okay. <laughs> Oh, and then they they pick Peter up and then Vita trills uh, Pearl Zig. I hope you won't carry this too far. How far is too far? They're gonna kill these assholes. Yeah. It's... And then Peter gets tossed in a rotating jail cell. And then, which um, yeah, which is kind of cool because at first I didn't realize it was actually rotating, but it is. It's kind of yeah. yeah. It's it's from a for, just from a set decoration perspective, it's kind of nice. Yeah, set design perspective. Yeah. Because I mean, the rotating then, cell doesn't actually do anything. Could have just been a normal cell, but yeah. And then later, Pearl Zig plays the organ with the yeah. Which again, it's like Young Frankenstein more than an actual movie. It's it's really weird. Vita grabs the key where Pearl Zig just left it laying in the open. To they even Joan's say what the room. key is? Yeah, it's to Joan's room. I mean, I know we find out in 10 seconds, her. but it's not like they ever made a big meal out of... 
Like yeah, the, the movie didn't go out of its way to show Karloff having the key or showing what the key is specifically uh, for. I think before it might. he it picks didn't go it up, but it doesn't yeah, matter. It just lets him run and start yeah. running around trying to get everyone I, out. Yeah, she's confused, and scared, and thinks he's the bad guy. Because she's a woman like, in a nineteen thirties film, he, so she has to yeah. be like, "Oh, what's happening? I don't understand <laughs> anything." He's like, don't worry, you all. That fool killed my wife and my kid, but I'm biding my time, so don't stress over it. (laughs) And she's like, I'm biding the time. We need to get out of here. He's trying to kill us tonight. He's like, no, 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 no. Don't worry. I'm biding my time. Look at how well my plans have worked out to this point. Yeah. And he tells her there's going to be some sort of devil ritual tonight where she's going to be sacrificed. But be brave. I'm biding my time. (laughs) Biding my time. (laughs) You've only got about 90 minutes to live, but don't worry. I'm waiting for the proper moment. to. Even though I've got the key and we can all just leave right now. I'm biding my my time. Yeah, so he locks her back in her room and goes <laughs> back thinks, downstairs. Pearlzig's there and he hands the key back to Pearlzig because he's just that polite. I'm biding my time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm stopping gapping a, the film. A black cat runs into Joan's room. And oh, we just, oh, I must have been like, daughter up Karen notes or comes in and she's like, I've never seen you before, have I? And she's like, No. Who are you? And she's like, I'm Karen Vondergast. And she's like, oh, I know your father. And she's like, no. My, my father dad got died in sucked, prison. <laughs> my father got sucked into a pretzel I, machine. I chose to ignore hearing <laughs> Pearlgast say my father was here last night for reasons. Yeah, I just... What a weird movie. And it's Joan's like, like nah, nah, nah. St- your dad's here in this very house. He's come for you. He, in and fact, then he Pearl- was here literally five minutes ago. Said he was going to uh, rescue me, but then didn't and locked me back in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Pearl's like overhears this and comes in. And then Karen pieces the fuck out of the room and leaves for another room. And he follows her into that room. And then she cries out like, no! And then Joan... <laughs> Joan does that old-timey thing where she throws her hands up and, like, yeah. leans against the pillar because she just can't handle whatever it's the just fuck too is much. happening. And then Karloff... And then yeah. Karloff ch- chills on a balcony later as the It's actually a really nice shot, but yeah. he's just, like, hanging out waiting for, like, the moon to rise, I guess, because it's, yeah. like... Yeah, it is kind of... They're obviously indoors, but, like, they've got, like, you know, a big mountain painting behind them, and they must have, like, some mm-hmm. kind of rear projection because it's, like, moving clouds, and they've got, yeah. like, two fake trees... Like being shaken by the stagehands to simulate wind. <laughs> but it does and look kind of nice, though, yeah. Two of his servants say, The dark of the moon is tonight. I better hurry. Guests will be here soon. Yeah, there's only 12 minutes of this movie left, but things are about to so, pop off. Yeah, I know exactly. You've, so you've, then the guests are there, and Pearl Zig is walking around in a bathrobe and a necklace, being all evil, I guess. Yeah. He stands in front of some fixtures that had tin foil spread out across. Yeah, them there's some pillars and some and like fucking bean bags that are just totally mm-hmm. just covered in tin foil. Yeah. Yeah, and I was, I just, I, I looked at, up to see if there was anything on YouTube about this movie. There's some asshole that's like, he does the, the ritual of the devil rock here. He crosses his hands, and I just have to laugh because he's supposed to cross one and then the other, but he doesn't. He crosses one and then lifts the arrow. Did, <laughs> did he make note of the fact that like this is this is an actual helpful bit of IMDb trivia? Mm. Is that all the Latin that they're reciting here is? Uh, I guess I guess Universal didn't want to get in trouble by actually using any kind of religious actual like Latin here, and so all mm-hmm. the Latin they're just saying is just like, S- like salt is good food. If you beat a dog, he'll go away. It's just like random <laughs> phrases. Nice. Mm, like good. there's nothing like religious about it. It's just Latin. Like yeah, they just like looked up a Latin phrase book, and so yeah. like you think if you think if you're an actual devil worshiper, that would be as much of an issue as the fact that like, oh yeah, Barl. Like it's, oh, it's almost like a 1934 Universal horror movie did not accurately have a real Satan worshiping ceremony in it. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ, dude, calm the fuck they- down. They all put on all the guests put on their vampire robes and start chanting as other guests manhandle Joan in her room and they bring yeah. her down and she faints because of course so much for being brave. There is a nice moment when she passes out that like the camera suddenly does uh, flashes through all these super close ups of mm-hmm. everyone in the crowd Lugosi, uh, uh, Karloff, uh, uh, and a bunch of other random people in the crowd, and they kind of do this fisheye lens thing, but like the the, the, the mm. just the image is super sharp, and everyone almost looks like they're posing for a very nice, 
like a, a, a portrait photo and just for like really striking photography and it just looks really nice and even like the shot of uh, what's her face passed out on the the inverted cross or anything like that is kind of like offset and kind of weird but look looks kind of cool that's kind mm. of part of one of the mo- parts of the movie that actually looks kind of artistically kind of pretty but yeah but mm. that's that that's pretty much the, the meeting of of the ceremony that we get this yeah. year yeah. Peter finds a light switch in the room he's locked in, and then he just is just able random. to open it because there's a switch inside. That's what a all terrible you want place to, yeah. to lock someone up. He just up. has some matches, and so using the matches, he finds the light switch, Which and, and when he finds the light switch, he just finds the open open cell door button. And it just, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then a, a lady watching the ceremony screams and faints for yeah. no reason? Absolutely no reason. Well, just... I don't know if there's then, the deleted scene or something didn't work out from a production fat like they didn't have a shot that of whatever it is she's reacting to. Like, yeah, it makes no yeah. sense. And while she's everybody's distracted by grouping around here, Vita's and his servant grab Joan and get the fuck out of there. Yeah. And then Peter attacks the the helmet hair guy, and they have a lame fight. Well, Vetus and his servant take Joan deeper into the house, down Which... into the Especially if you've already established that, like, the house is just filled with dynamite. Why are you going deeper into where the dynamite is? Yeah. Yeah. Peter Peter loses to the servant. Oh, wait, isn't... I guess Lugosi wants to get his wife... At least get his daughter, because he's just, like, fine. I I think Joan just told him his daughter's alive. No, no, no. Uh Oh. So, um... Oh, okay, uh, so that's extra stupid, then. Yeah, so, uh... Peter loses, and the servant goes after Vetus's group, and he shoots Vetus' servants, but that doesn't stop that fool, and he just goes in there and slaps the fuck out of that guy before he succumbs to the gunshot wound falling against the wall. Yeah. And Vetus tells Joan, hey, stop fighting like an asshole. The exit's right there. I'm trying to save you. Yeah. And she's like, hey, your daughter's still alive and in the building. That's so what he it was. Sh- okay, he yeah. shakes the dead guy and demands to know where his daughter is, but that guy's dead and doesn't tell him. So I, but or I guess he does because he finds her dead body on a conveniently close by room. It's like well, oh, the basement's man. only got got two rooms. There's essentially the dead lady gallery and like the sub room <laughs> where he's like hiding the fresh dead ladies. And so yeah, yeah. and yeah, and he just Karloff does again. I I love Karloff, but like his whole thing of like acting here is just to kind of like throw his hands up in the air and go ah, and just like I'm angry. You yeah. mean um? Oh, uh, Lugosi, yeah. yeah, Lugosi's all. Yeah, because Karloff is booking it down the stairs, almost tripping over his his uh, robe tie, <laughs> and um, the two old men have a fight. Drama. They're kind of like not even like a fist fight, but they're just grinding against each other on the ground because yeah. they're two but older then guys. The servant that got shot isn't dead. They yeah. come in and tee up on on Pearl's egg and strap him to a hanging I love- rack. That Lugosi's manservant, he's been shot, he's just oozing chocolate syrup out of his mouth. He's <laughs> barely able to stand on two feet, but he's still enough to get, like, a chokehold on Karloff? Like, yeah, and Karloff is, is like, I thought you were my servant! This is a world-class oh, no. manservant, because, like, the dude is literally bleeding out to death with every step he takes, uh, yeah. holding down Karloff. And, actually, there's a great face when, when uh, so I guess Karloff has a rack that he would suspend mm-hmm. his victims from in the basement? Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, Lugosi and Lugosi's manservant with the puff hair, uh, string Karloff. Oh, <laughs> Lugosi's servant just finally died, fell against the wall, and the wall shimmies. It's obviously just like made out of paper, papier mache, <laughs> yeah. if you will. And so, <laughs> and yeah, Lugosi and, finishes and, strapping up uh, Karloff by himself. And, yeah, and then he says, "I gotta see that body," and rips off uh, Prolzik's clothes. Yeah. And Vita says he's going to tear the skin from Polzig's body slowly, bit by bit. Which he does, while yeah. Joan shrieks every now and then. At the I, I've seen people online, so like looking up a couple of reviews of this movie, people are talking about this is like the penultimate, like this is the scene that like forever will burn itself into your memory as an all-time horror classic. Like not even Lugosi trying to skin him alive, but just the threats. I'm like, not really. No. Like, yeah, you're like really stretching. One of, I yeah, mean, no. it's a landmark it's, moment because you have a moment where Lugosi's well, about to kill Boris Karloff, but it's not they sh- like... They show the shadow of him messing with him face. That's but cool, his yeah. Face, but also, at the same time, it looks like he's drawing on him with a crayon. Because he, he's, he's not... He should be putting over. some... Res- yeah, yeah, he should be putting up some resistance of... Yeah, so, it, it, like, if anything, he like because he grabs, like, uh, like, a scalpel off of Karloff's table... 
and you think yeah. he'd be stabbing him or carving into him, but like, it, like he's, it almost seems like he's like rubbing the flat of the blade against his so face the, or something like that. Yeah, it's it's yeah. not it's not like as dastardly as, as everyone likes to make it sound. Yeah, Peter's awake, grabs the key or the gun, comes up into the locked door that uh, Vita's servant locked, and he's like, "Hey, John, grab the key from that dead guy's hand." And Vita's is like, "Oh, let me help you with that." Oh, you shot me in the, the back. I was trying to help you, dick. No, just... <laughs> and like, I love that when Ghosty stands up and is like, "Ow!" and then kind of looks at the guy like, "What?" And then, oh, you and assholes. And, and then Chode comes over and is like, he was trying to help. You think anyone would have been like, hey, don't shoot, or like, it's just the dumbest Well, he does say, let me help you with that. And then yeah. Peter's like, hey, I'm gonna show you now. Yeah. And then Vita's is like, thanks for shooting me, asshole. You better get out of here, because I'm gonna blow this place up now. And this is actually... Yeah, this is actually my favorite acting from Lugosi in the whole film. How he, how resigned he suddenly is after he gets shot in the butt by Peter. <laughs> that's how he acts. I mean, he's not doing the thing. He's actually not uh, for for as like kind of like a hammy over actor Lugosi is. He's not doing the like I'm dying, I'm shot and dying kind of overacting. He's not like <coughs> yeah. like hunched over. He's just more like oh, I've been shot in the ass and my ass hurts and I want to st- I need to stand <laughs> up because like the the bullets were over his butt. And then he just looks around and realizes he's there with Carlisle. He's like, oh, I c- there's only way this like this is gonna yeah. end. And he's it's just like kinda this like- red switch on the wall. In <laughs> yeah. five minutes, it will blow everything up like the ending of a Metroid game. Kill <laughs> exactly, the yeah. us and your rotten incur and then he says it's been a good game and he throws another switch on the wall and things start exploding and start to explode it's really i i guess there's we've seen so many movies where someone throws a switch and suddenly something will explode instantaneously instead this takes a while for like this electro charge unit uh i guess somewhere deeper in the bowels of the castle to kind of like charge and then finally when it charges like it's weird because you see kind of like the, suddenly the movie cuts to stock footage of cannons going off yeah. on a battlefield somewhere, which I guess is supposed to be the movie's way of representing the visual part of the the castle exploding. Well, the castle, I guess it's... Even though it's still supposed, supposed to be a modern Art Deco home. And then the soundtrack is like, there's just the non-stop explosions going off that aren't mm-hmm. in sync with this stock footage of cannons going off. Yeah. And that is the end of the well, movie. The shitty couple escapes, and yeah. then they're on a train later, and he reads a paper, and then oh, he God, so he yeah. he reads a paper in another country that happens to be in English with a review, just happens to have a review of his book in it, uh-huh. which says hey, his latest book wasn't believable, and it's hilarious because it really did happen to them, and with a shrug. It's a universal picture, which is how I read the ending <laughs> screen. That question says, it's mark, a universal question picture. mark, it was, I it's guess. It's a universal picture. Uh, <laughs> it is over. And, and I was a black cat. Black cat. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. What a weird movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't say it was a, a terrible watch. I'm glad pound? it was only like 64 minutes. Yeah, pound for pound, it's actually one of the more entertaining horror universal horror movies, but not necessarily in the way they intended it to be, though. It's definitely not like yeah. a... I wouldn't call it a horror how, classic. How can but... you complain about a movie that somebody says, Again, if anyone ever wants to do a parody of 1930s stuff, that that first five minutes is the perfect keystone to key, to, to work from. It's It's... Oh my god. But, <laughs> yeah, thank god, because that movie feels kind of padded out, even for just be- being just barely an hour long. I can't imagine one. If they tried to actually make that like a 90-minute film, Jesus Christ, that would have been insufferable. But I'm glad to see they cut their losses, they kind of cut it down to the bare necessities, relatively, and they just made a relatively entertaining 90-minute, or uh, one hour. Uh, yeah. Just slight train wreck of a film, rather than, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's... And it's kind of disheartening, too, to see a lot of people talk about how this is the first of, like, eight movies that Karloff and Lugosi were in, which that I didn't know they were in that many movies together. And yeah. everyone seems to agree that this is the best. And I'm like, uh, well, I guess that saves us from any temptation to watch any of the other ones, I guess. Yeah. If this is it, like, if that's the best one, then, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's interesting that they think we've kind of mo- more or less mostly cleared off all the stuff that from the universal horror films that you'd be interested in seeing so we could do yeah i don't know if that, i don't know if we were talking about this live on the air before we start recording but yeah you were talking about how maybe you want to do some uh 
Stop. Uh, yeah, that, was, that was on air, the hammer. Yeah, you want to start doing hammer stuff as opposed to Universal for, for next Halloween, maybe. And yeah, that might be pretty cool. Yeah, because yeah, there's still a lot of hammer stuff I haven't seen yet myself. Um, yeah. Which actually, that might be incentive for me to try to track down more of that hammer stuff altogether just to watch because there's no definitive like box set of hammer films that, that's easy to pick up or anything like that. Yeah. But. So. Next yeah. time it's gonna it might be a while because I'm going on vacation and Bill might just yeah I messed up because I thought we still had one more episode left before uh, Daniel goes on a vacation for two weeks he's going to Disneyland with his baby mm-hmm. and his wife it's just through mm-hmm. you guys right no extended family or anything like that correct that's even better because you guys are Disney nerds so you guys will know like how to get do shit right you don't have to worry about like babysitting stupid extended family <laughs> just how much I think about other extended family members <laughs> stupid family members don't care about Disney don't know how to do the parks correctly um and it'll be curious to see how john reacts because bringing a yeah. like what like a like a 14 month yeah, old he loves a mickey mouse so yeah. hopefully he'll deal with the giant life-size mickey mouse all right hopefully this does not scar him hopefully he still yeah. wants to go back someday and this isn't like a formative thing where like you can never show him a disney thing after next week uh, yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Daniel's going to be gone for the next two weeks, and I might just take those two weeks off because uh, I thought I saw I, th- I thought I had a little more time to plan. Um, yeah. There's still a chance I'm going to give myself a couple days to figure out exactly what I'm doing for next week, if anything. And yeah. if 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 I make a decision before then, I'll let you guys know. But yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah we oh, even though I know exactly what I want to do next, but we'll talk yeah. about that next time we're actually on the air. Okay. But. He's Mudrid on Twitter. I'm the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter. Target Podcast Twitter. TargetPodcast.com. All the gibbet gobbledygooks. There you can find us at ShareShare. Give us a like. All the... Like, I like... I don't know what the fuck. We're not on YouTube. I don't know what that is. But hey, yeah. yeah some. Yeah. That was the Black Cat. It's not as boring as I was worried it might be. It's not as great as some film historians probably make it out to be yeah but it's it's, fine. it's okay it's 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 yeah. one of the better experiments that we just did on a whim without knowing anything about it yeah yeah it wasn't I think that yeah. also helped um and now now pepe has entered our vocabulary <laughs> as as how as as has uh somebody is breakfasting god damn carlos fucking widow peak just cracks mm-hmm. me up Oh yeah. my god! So hopefully, yeah. When we come back next time, because I, I think the last time you went to Di- to a Disney park, we just freaked out about Di- we, we had a we had a special well, episode. Was, we just freaked out yeah, about was, Disney parks for. It was my first time going to Disney World. That's so what it was. So we talked about the history of Disney excuse. World. So who knows? Maybe yeah. I'll change my because, like I said, I think I know what I want to do next. But maybe I'll change that to something Disney related when you come. We can talk about the history mm. of Disney Disneyland for a while and talk mm. about like oh yeah. So who knows? We'll figure out stuff. Yeah, we'll figure out. Yeah. Something. If you guys, if yeah. anyone listening to this has a preference, if you'd like a normal episode next week or uh, hear us gushing about Disneyland parks, or if you guys would like to give us uh, feedback about what you think about Disneyland, yeah, uh, we could talk about that live on air too. So, um, yeah. yeah, we'll figure out that. Yeah, we'll figure that out. At the very least, we'll be, we'll be back in two weeks. Yeah, at the very least. Well, technically three weeks because yeah. if we take two weeks off, shout out, Bill. Whatever. whatever. Yes, whatever. Whatever. That you know, and that like, if we take two weeks off, come back, that means we're that much closer to awful April. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! <laughs> Which that might kill the podcast forever, because yeah, we've got some choices. <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, and, and so, at least Daniel might quit the podcast. It's just gonna yeah. be me from now on. So look forward to that. So until next time, we're going out to now. Keep filling your holes with pop culture. Good morning, everybody. Take care, guys. <laughs>